Well, well hello, hello everyone. Welcome to Eastern Current. Current. <laughs> I can't do it anymore. <laughs> well, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Hope everybody's doing good out there. What's going on, everybody? Episode 20. Thanks for tuning in. We've been waiting to do that voice. Well, that's my phone. <laughs> Forgot to turn the volume off. Um, We've been waiting for that for months. I know. I was. I, I, I should have rehearsed a little bit more, but... uh. Yeah, thanks for tuning in. We're gonna let some people hop on here. But yeah, episode twenty, Billy, we're we're so excited Dude, twenty um, that we've hit twenty episodes. We're we're going somewhere. Um, we're just we're just having a blast. We're, me and Billy just talk about this on a weekly basis, and um, we just we're having so much fun doing it, and we're we're taking it real seriously, and we want to give you all the best content that we can. And uh, and and twenty episodes, we feel like we've we've done pretty good at doing that, and so. Um, we just thank y'all so much for, well, we've done the best we can do in 20 episodes. We're not, That's what we, yeah. Yeah. Ex- ex- yeah, that, yeah. The best we can do. The best we can do. And so we're just, we're so thankful for y'all tuning in and asking questions and sharing this with your friends. And, uh, it's just been such a fun experience so far and we're excited to see, uh, where it goes and, and, yeah, man, and sure. just grow with y'all. Dude, it's been a, a ton of fun. A ton it's, of fun. It has been a ton What's of fun. What's the biggest lesson that you've learned from all this besides oh. how to plug up a mic? No, <laughs> probably. Well, I've also now learned how to plug in a camera. So. Oh, plenty. Okay, but yeah, well, yeah, but you shoot a lot of videos, so you're on YouTube, so yeah, you yeah. you do that. Go check out his YouTube channel at Judd Brock Fishing. I, I'm uh, I'm I'm sorry if I'm a little off tonight because I'm I'm getting used to this new setup. Usually I'm on the couch, Billy's sitting here, but we decided, hey, let's sit next to each other. I said, you know what, John? We've been tw- 20 shows. I can actually be seen sitting beside you. So yeah, come on over. I know. And I for- I left my hat over there, so you're gonna have to look at my bald head all night unless uh, unless Did, you're listening. I like you this setup. To. You guys are watching. Let us know what you think about it. We um we're you know kind of tired of looking through cameras at each other, and we're yeah. like, hey, let's just super quick switch it up so. yeah for sure for sure so yeah we we're still working on the middle camera that one right there that i'm waving to um, that's my iphone which actually has a really good picture but it's like i guess i don't know anyway it's got ner- it's got the, as good of a picture as, the, as both our nice cameras yeah but the nerd in me doesn't i don't know i'm not can't. gonna focus yeah. on it because facebook doesn't care they destroy the video quality anyway so <laughs> uh, let's see who's joined us so far we got nick man appreciate it nick thanks for jumping on um jordan said where's my 180 what what $180. His 180 bucks. Yeah, Jordan. I don't Does somebody don't owe know. him $180? I think I owe him 180 bucks. Oh my god. He's he's coming on the show to to break your legs virtually for the 180 bucks. Jordan also said turn <laughs> off the light in the back. No thank you Jordan, but thank you for the advice. Oh no, it's cool cuz it looks great when you go to my camera. Right there. Boom. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not turning back there because I'm a little chubby, so I don't want you guys to see my back fat. But let's see who else is joining us, man. Just This is kind of a celebratory, celebratory, I can celebratory say that, yep. episode as well as we're going to talk about obviously about trout and redfish yep. and kind of their what they're doing here in the fall. But just wanted to shout out to you guys. We've, we've been just hustling and bringing people on the show and going through a bunch of content and haven't really got to interact the last few shows so we want to make sure we do that so nick thanks for jumping on cody thomas if you guys see cody comment on there he said let's go uh go hit cody up that is uh, ct custom lures go ch- go check him out um, he can make some awesome flies for you go follow him on instagram as well make he does some, some, he does some really cool bass jigs too yeah dude does really some cool bass really jigs. cool stuff there roger jones from Hempstead watching what's jo- up roger john says he's tired of the flounder they can't keep bring on the trout Hey, Roger, you should text Dodd and ask him about the deer from last week. Just text him right now and ask him about the deer from last week. Oh, awesome. Wait, <laughs> little can insider we, can information. We okay. I was going to say, can we hear the story? It's a long story, but uh, long story short, my, my father-in-law has been r- trying really hard to kill a big buck the past two or three years. And and he was sitting, he was hunt, he's hunting off Sidbury Road here in Wilmington, North Carolina. And 
uh, was sitting in the stand the other morning. It was super foggy. There's going to be a thousand hunters there in the morning. Oh, <laughs> well, it's private. It's private uh, land. Oh, but oh, private. Okay. The biggest buck he's ever seen walked out. It was real foggy, and he, it, like 40 yards, pulled his gun up, put the, tried to put the crosshairs on him, and he had buck fever so bad. He was just shaking, oh, shaking, man. shaking, and he couldn't shoot it because he, he didn't feel safe about the shot, but it's oh. been eating him up. Oh, man. Well, I didn't. I wasn't going to stare at that sword, but I'm glad I did. Hey, I'm glad Died, you did, you're going to get him. I like that. I like that. Uh, Force Grace said you've been slaying the trout. Oh, somebody in March wants to know what you paint in the box over there. Um, I paint. Uh, I've started painting some some uh, fishing lures. You have one like sitting here somewhere. Um, I got some over there. You, oh. They're gonna be hard to grab. I gotta yeah, it's gonna be and, tough. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah maybe if uh, you have to take a bathroom break, maybe you'll run over there and get one. Yeah, that's good idea. <laughs> yeah, I'll probably trip and knock all the cameras over. <laughs> oh man, let's see who else is on here. Uh, Cody, we already shout out to you. Griffin, what's up, man? Thanks for joining us, Ryan. Adam Will. Wallace. Lee, um, Andrew, what's up, Zachary? Man, a bunch of people shouting out to us. Thank you, guys. Uh, Brendan Bennett, love you, fellas, or love it, fellas. I thought you said love you, fellas. I was like, man, that's I don't know who you are, but thanks. We love you, love too. You too. <laughs> um, so awesome, guys. Thank you for joining us. Uh, if you haven't already, just a little shameless plug for our Instagram page or whatever Instagram account. Go over there and follow us. We're almost to 700, I think. So if you guys don't care to share, like, um, I mean, we're not that vain, but I just hate... I like even numbers. Like, yeah. I like the I like that seven. even thousand. That one thousand. <laughs> no, but but yeah, go go check out the Instagram page. We uh we're getting better at at updating it on a regular basis. It's just we we both have a lot going on in our personal schedules and keeping up with Instagram's kind of tough, but um share your photos with us. We love getting y'all's photos and sharing them on that Instagram page. So uh that's a huge help for yeah. us and we love seeing what y'all are catching and getting to share it with the community. For sure, man. Well, should we jump in here and shout out to our sponsors? Yeah, let's do it. Here we go. Boom, Cito, I Strike, AFCO, Eastern Angling. Uh, oh, I Strike, by the way, has a code Eastern Current 10. Yes. And so they have a lot of discounts, a lot of opportunities to buy in bulk and get a discount. And then that 10% goes on top of that discount. Yep. So pretty cool. Yeah, you can get uh, up to what, what can you get? 40% uh, total with I, I, the discount? You know, they, did, they made some changes because they just added a new gift card thing. And oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. he told me they made some changes. So um, we don't really know any of those hard numbers, but just get in there and, and, and get your discount. Put your bunch of stuff in your cart and see what you say. Yeah, exactly. Um, so Eastern Angling, Book Judson, he's tearing up the trout, as somebody's already mentioned Trying in the comments, to. so go check that out. Marshware, we got something special for you guys. Uh, I think maybe we already put it on Instagram. Yeah, we put it on Instagram, but we got a pretty huge giveaway tonight from Marshware. And we'll tell you about it. Thorpe Creative is my business, so if you need any hats or custom apparel, let me know. CT Custom Lures, shout out those guys out. And then KBT Realty is a group that I work with here in Wilmington. Buy, sell, invest in property, do all that fun Buy your stuff. house. Buy you a house. Buy you a house. And uh, and yeah, call me if you need a house. It'll be so much fun. So let's talk about Marshware really quick yeah. and what we're going to be giving away. And here's a picture of it. Here we go. We've got the Boom. Ebb Tide jacket. So what, what's going to happen is whoever wins tonight, I'm going to uh, get you set up with Logan Roberts, who's the owner of Marshware. And uh, he's going to get you, you're going to be able to just custom order the size you want, the color you want. These pants are really awesome. Um, their shorts are made out of the same material. It's like a, it's that like hybrid material, but it's a little bit thicker. Okay. Some of those, some of those thinner hybrid materials, I don't love, but but this is a nice hardy pant, good fishing pant. Um, and but yeah, it's one hundred and eighty dollars worth of worth of clothing, and um, we're gonna give it to you for free. Yeah. So and how can they win that, Billy? So they're gonna win it by is it we're gonna do a share? Yeah, we'll do the share. Yeah, we'll do the share. So here's the thing with the share, guys, is we figured out that. 
Um, it took us about three times to give a share prize away before we realized we could <laughs> bring up the shares right. of who shared it until after the show. So we're actually going to do another live on Instagram. Yep. That's another reason to go follow us on Instagram, which it'll go to our Facebook page. So no worries if you don't have Instagram. And we will announce the winner on there. We um, already announced the winner for last week. Well, we didn't announce it. We just reached out to the person who won the gift card last week for iStrike. Yeah. So we didn't forget about it. We got that going to him. Uh, and so that, that that's what we'll do this time as well. We'll jump on, kind of do a second live to announce the winner once the show. Uh, but to be entered to win, once again, it's one of these jackets, your choice and your size, and then the escape They might pant. have a – I could be wrong, but they might have a brown too. I think they might have a gray, green, and brown. But, but maybe that that's not on the website right now. But I know they've got yeah. the green and the gray. So. Yeah, so these are on the website. These are what we pulled off. So you can choose between one of those. Um, if they have other options, we can let you know. But also the escape pant. So go ahead and hit that share button. And let all your fishy people know that we're here talking about red drum or we red are. fish. I keep saying red drum. Is that technically yeah, that's right. not a thing? Or is no, that, that a thing? That's a thing for sure. It's it's kind of funny. Like the different regions you go to within the state as well as the, the different states, they, they have different names. For them. Oh, like, gotcha. You get up to the Pamlico Sound, the Outer Banks. Like here, we, we call it a red fish. But up there, like a 25-inch red fish, they'll call it a puppy drum. Down here, like pu puppy drums kind <laughs> of... Yeah. Like a, you know, rat redfish, a 12 to okay. 15 inch redfish. So. Dude, so many terms to learn. We should just like release a PDF of like the different terms that you call different size fish. Like a spike is like a, well, like an undersized trout, like a 12 yeah, inch Yeah, like a little 12, like a little dink. Little Which dink I think is pretty spike. average for this area. It's about 12 inch. Is that 12 to 16 is about the average? It just depends on the year. Like this year, it seems like the average is 17, 18 inches. Okay. So it's a lot. It just depends on, you know, the escapement from the year before, whether it's, you know, through through you know fishing or if it's or if we have a bad freeze i think yeah. a lot of it has to do with with the freezes the, the the more years we go through without freezes the less fish die and the bigger they get so last year mm. the average what i would have said was 14 15 inches this year i'd say the average is probably 17 18 inches so okay gotcha yeah well yeah. well hopefully all the gill nets don't kill them Hopefully so. Yeah, we won't the, get into that. We won't we, get into that. I had a buddy of mine call me the other day. I was like, hey, man, I couldn't catch a trout to save my life. And he's like, and then I saw a gillnet guy just pulling in like like hundreds of pounds of fish. Oh, and he's gosh. like all kinds of trout, all kinds of red drum. So it's uh, it's, yeah, it's I, it's a it's an uphill battle. I know, man. But anyway, so we'll maybe we'll cover that some other day with somebody who can tell us what to do about it. Yeah, that's more knowledgeable than <laughs> us. <laughs> we won't get too political tonight. Oh, let's see what else. Somebody Griffin says I need a gulp promo code. I can't help you there. We'll maybe, work on that. We'll, work we'll on try that to. Maybe we can. Uh, Ed, Ed, Eb tied jacket is the best, says Matt on the market. So that is a good one. Awesome. Matt. Uh, Halloween specs. I don't know what Quentin's asking. Oh, Halloween specs, like speckled trout. Okay, that's what we're talking. <laughs> Halloween specs. Uh, I was like, let's see. What do you mean? Wait, wait, wait. What's the measurement of my Halloween costume, or what are we talking about here? I'm not uh, giving you my measurements. Uh, cool. And says Judd, do you stay pretty booked up this time of year? Oh, it's um, it, it's it's tough for me to know. Typically, I'm I'm like I usually go to Louisiana right now every year. Oh, yeah. So this is the first year. Um, I haven't been here in Louisiana. I'm, I'm and I, I was booked up in Louisiana. I'm, I'm hoping to stay pretty booked up here in in uh, Wilmington. The trout fishing's really good, and um, would love to take people fishing. So call me if you want to go. Absolutely. But yeah, my uh, Alan, who we had on last week, he just got down to Louisiana and tonight, Adam, yeah. and uh, that 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 fall winter Louisiana season's about to kick off. I'm I'm glad I'm here. I'm gonna miss that this year. But but um, if you if you want to go down there and fish, we got the guys to set you up with. So Adam and Alan are both both down. Yeah, there. dude, such a funny show. If you guys missed that episode last week. Go check that out. Um, Hilarious. Um, we, we talked about fish quite a bit, but we talked about a lot of stuff. So. Yeah. <laughs> it we was did. it was fun from the uh, from the 
from the record, like hit the record button on to the very end. Whenever my like wife logs on for just a second to watch, it's always when she someone's either like cussing or she was like, we got, <laughs> I logged on the other night and y'all were just talking about pooping. And so I just jumped right off and I was like, you log on at the worst times." So, <laughs> oh man, that's good. Our average age of the community is watching is like 25 to 65. It's kind of a big range. It's a big pretty, range. Pretty funny. But there, everybody so. poops. So sorry about it. Yeah, man. Pretty crazy. Well, dude, let's get into talking about the different patterns that you see being on the water here in North Carolina and yeah. in, in this area. And so, dude, what areas do you cover mostly? Let's talk about that a little bit. And we haven't, you know, 20 episodes, do we have really haven't talked about your business and what you do? And so, so maybe we could dive into some of that. Yeah, as well. for sure. For sure. So, um, I, I mostly, I, I kind of have a big, big spread of where I fish and I, some days I'm, I'm real thankful for that. And other days I feel like it kind of, kind of hurts me because it's a lot of water to stay on top of, but it keeps things fresh. But I'll, I'll fish anywhere from like Jacksonville, Sneeds Ferry. That that's a little more rare. Um, but anywhere from up there all the way down to Oak Island, um, just fishing fishing the salt marsh inshore as as well as near shore and off the beach. Um, but yeah, that's kind of my stomping grounds and and uh, and where I spend most of my time. Right now, I'm I'm fishing a lot out of Wrightsville Beach between you know Carolina Beach and and North Topsails is kind of where I'm where I'm running around at. Okay, sweet yeah. man. Sorry, I was uh, I was a little distracted there. I was reading the comments just to no, see what was good. going on, man. You're good. Um, so so dude, let's talk about a little bit about. I mean, and maybe you have some stuff prepared to talk about. Yeah. I was just kind of did a little research, and you know, just my own like foot fishing and all that. I noticed that, in especially like for trout in the fall. It seems like I can catch trout like back in the little creeks I wade and maybe like under docks and yeah. stuff a little bit more so just like walking out and getting them. Is that what you see? Like more of a push in the, in the fall time and the winter time? Like Definitely. They're, the I, I think they're more, I mean, and, and just talking about trout in general, they're more of like a, a fisherman friendly fish. They're, they're a little bit easier to target. They're not in as hard of places to find like maybe some of the red fish that we, that we catch in shallow water, but um, yeah, th there's a lot of fish that push into our, our estuaries this time of year, and it's a great time to get out, um, and, and, and go, go fishing. Cause there's lots of fish to be caught. And, um, honestly, you can just kind of keep your eyes open and see where other people are fishing and, and maybe kind of follow those trends and figure, excuse me, figure out where the fish are pretty easily. But yeah, fall, fall speckled trout fishing is pretty awesome. We've got them all year. You can catch trout all year, but they're kind of tricky in the summer. Yeah. Um, you gotta, you gotta a lot of times fish early in the morning or late in the evening and, and really know the little small zones to target. But in the fall, um, inlets like around the inlets are is, is just a key area and, and and getting into that that moving water for the most part at least around the Wrightsville beach topsail carolina okay. beach area so gotcha. yeah like you're saying you can you can hit them from i'm just kind of rambling here but, no, you're good, but you can hit them from, from you know from the beach on your uh, or fishing around some of the inlets that you can wade to you can catch them on the boat there's you can catch them from a kayak they're they're a real easy fish to target and, and a fun one to catch yeah man i you know i've been doing a little bit more fishing um for trout, especially since we've been doing the, all these shows, man, it's getting me fired up. I'm just like, man, I got to get out there and, yeah. you know, because I've all, I was always under the mindset, well, I can't catch these fish because I don't have a boat or, you know, I, you know, it's like so difficult to like get a kayak and go out all the time. So I was just like, I'm going to, I'm going to just wade fish a little more often and try to get out there, you know, a little, a little more and do, you know, just getting out there and doing it yeah. and finding it. And so, you know, I felt, I feel like the same thing. Like I always just look for that bait, what's lined up against the beach or the bank mm -hmm. and, and trying to fish that area. Even if it's like heavy bait, I've still been trying to fish it. And, you know, as a super novice or novice, however you say it, novice, novice, I've been, uh, 
you know, decently successful at catching sometimes. And you've got such a tight time frame to be able to get out there and do it. And then, Dude, it's insane. That's kind of the cool thing. With a little bit of head knowledge, you can get out there and, and around some of our inlets and whatnot and, and catch some fish pretty easily. So Yeah, man. And we've been we've been getting out there. I mean, if I go, it's like I go like mid-tide. Yeah. Like whatever the tide's moving, just like right dead in the middle. And then I just fish it till the till the you know high tide or, For sure. or low tide or whatever. Sure. So that's what I've... As far as like walking on the beach, that's what I found to be. Yeah, and getting to access to areas you like to fish. Yeah. A little bit easier that time. Yeah, man. And then getting in trouble walking those dock lines. <laughs> which uh, actually, you, you know. You got to go at night with a, with a black hoodie on, black pants. <laughs> well, no light. So a little bit of real estate knowledge for you, though, for some people who not who have questions about that. Because this is a big question when people are talking about going and walking. And they'll go, oh, you know, you should go and, and walk under docks and stuff like that. And people go, well, isn't that private property? No, man. It's illegally in North Carolina since that um it's like a, it's considered a, like a highway. So yeah. oh gotcha gotcha. Yeah, cuz you can like commerce and everything it can go from one place to another. So gotcha. like where I'm from Tennessee there's a river with a dam, so it's not so the people own to the middle of the river the land so you can't anchor down on it, you can float over it. Uh-huh. But here you can fish up to the high tide line. So as long as you know, I wouldn't recommend there I mean someone a, a person told me like hey you can legally Pull up to that person's dock and sit on it if you want because it's on state property. Oh, really? I never but heard that. I would not try that. I mean, <laughs> that might get you in trouble. <laughs> I have done that a few times idea. during some, some lightning storms in the summer. Pulled up to the But dude, I know but... some guys that will literally go out and just slay some drum. And, and there's a, you know, some really good places where they'll just go and walk people's docks and yeah, kind of oh, wait yeah. around and just, and just fish. A lot and, of times from slay. the backside, from the bank, fishing out to those docks for the redfish is the best way to do it. Even yeah. when I'm, when I'm on my boat, a lot of times I'll pull in past the tip of the dock and fish back out instead of sitting on the tip, throwing in. A lot of times they're sitting on those, the dock comes out, you know, you got your walkway and then it kicks out onto the base of like where you're going to sit and hang out on the dock. And those inside corners, a lot of times are yeah. some of the best spots to, to fish. Well, dude, that's my knowledge of trout fishing right there. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> as, got, far, as far as walking, you got some questions yeah, on there? What's going questions. on? Um, Inshore. Uh, Got any fall night fishing tips for areas with no dock lights, lures, colors, et cetera? So there's kind of two thoughts. Um, w- one thing that that I've I've had luck on at night is is some baits that maybe have some noise, topwater plug. Um, I have not fished this, but I've heard that that it can do pretty well at night as a rattle trap, which is a bass bait that's kind of uh, people have started throwing. Uh, it's it's kind of look kind of like a Maryland. It's a hard bait, but they're real loud. And you can kind of swing it through the current and lift up on it, and it just kind of rattles in the water. Anything with noise, um, color-wise, I, if I fish at night, a lot of times it's it's something with some orange on the belly with like a dark back. I like orange, and I like kind of a dark profile. Just because it's dark outside doesn't mean mm-hmm. you need to fish something bright. You kind of want something that just kind of hides in those shadows. But but at the same time, chartreuse, pink, any of those colors can do well. I think it's just a matter of kind of having a few different colors to to, to go through and, and just working through those colors. But I really like orange and and black at night. It seems to be a good color. That's you, a good Halloween color, man. Good Halloween That's color. Perfect. Yeah, for some Halloween specs. <laughs> night stalker and purple demon here. So, well, let's talk about kind of how patterns of these redfish and trout change okay. in the sure. fall. You know, like we, we've got our summer stuff going on and then all of a sudden, you know, maybe it get, it feels like it gets a little tough and you're, you realize, all right, I'm still fishing kind of the way I fish in the summer. How, what, what's, and then, then you catch up and you're like, all right, I need to change up what I'm doing because the fish aren't yeah. doing the same things. Not to say you can't still catch fish in the same places at the same times at the same tides, but they definitely start to change. And, and one thing that I noticed that that's huge and that is a huge focus for me 
in the fall as the, the as the days start cooling off a little bit is is fishing closer to inlets a lot of these a lot of the bait fish the shrimp the we've got the mullet run first off the mullet are leaving the marsh they're getting off on the beach and they're heading south for warmer water so that's one huge food source that's going to be they have to come out every inlet yeah, so that makes sense you know they'll be coming through the different creeks but every mullet has to pass through an inlet um same thing with the glassy minnows and the bay anchovies and the silver sides all those um, little baits that the, that the albacore hmm. eat, they're coming through the creeks as well. And the trout and the redfish will eat those as well. And every one of those has to go out an inlet. All the shrimp that are migrating from inshore off the beach has to go through an inlet. So the best place for a predator fish to sit in the fall is near the inlet because that's yeah. where all the bait is traveling through. So I, I even if I'm not fishing the inlet, a lot of the red fishing I'm doing, um, the trout fishing I'm doing is is near inlets because that is that's hmm. just key okay. for for getting around that bait. And that's anywhere up and down the coast in the fall. I feel yeah. like it's, but, but at the same time, like we got on some redfish yesterday that were as far as I could have been away from the inlet. So not all the fish are doing that, but it's a good place to start. And and as the, as the cooler weather progresses, those fish are going to keep pulsing in from the beach. These trout are migrating down. And um, speaking, speaking of trout. So as, as we progress into the season, mm. we get cooler and cooler days. Those trout are going to keep pulsing in off the beach. We'll have some fish sitting out in the surf. You get a cooler day or the right, right weather and they'll come in and shore. And as those days continue, those fish will kind of be in the inlet, but they'll start spreading further and further out and hitting creeks sense. and kind of expanding out. So right now we're kind of in that time of where trout are around the inlets, but it's also, you need to start checking some of your other stuff. Some of maybe your later fall stuff um, where those trout are going to get into some of those smaller creeks. You might be yeah. complaining because there's five people fishing the bank. You want to fish, but maybe go try some of your later fall yeah. stuff and see if there's some hmm. trout sitting a little bit, a little bit further back. That's pretty good. So it sounds like anybody that likes to surf fish, now might be the time. Yeah, there's if you want to catch a big trout right now, and the the surf is a pretty pretty uh pretty good spot to do it. Not that they're not in shore. Some of them aren't in shore, but there's some big fish in the surf. And I was yeah. telling Billy this story. Um, I was I just went out. I, I was sick like two weeks ago. I, I think I, I missed the show when I was oh, sick. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you're not getting paid for that one, by the way. Oh, man, that was two hundred <laughs> bucks. I'm just kidding. Um. And so I just went out. I was so sick of sitting on the couch, no pun intended. And I was just going to go out and trout fish. So I went out, fished one of the inlets near my house, and it was terrible. I didn't get a single bite from the trout. And it was super calm. Ocean was slicked out, no swell at all. And so I was like, I'm going to go out and see if I can find some redfish in the surf, redfish against the beach. So I was on my, on my bigger boat. I've got a tower, and I can get up and see along the beach. And there was literally no waves breaking on the beach. So I was trolling motoring down the edge of the beach. Um and I see a school of fish coming at me. And at first I was like, oh, redfish. It wasn't redfish. I, I, they got closer and I was like, oh, that's bluefish. I didn't even cast him because I thought it was bluefish. I had a pretty light leader on and uh, I, I, I didn't want to get bit off. I was waiting to see some redfish. About you know a minute later, I see another school. This is a little bigger, like 15 fish. And there were like some decent sized fish. Like, dang, that's some big bluefish. I haven't yeah. seen bluefish that big in a while. Yeah. Didn't cast. Third school came it was like a minute or two later that everything was moving south, north to south, right, right up tight to the beach within in like two feet of water. Uh, I was like, all right, I'm going to, I got to cast in there. So I pitched in there and caught like a two and a half pound trout. They were all Holy trout, cow. schools of trout yeah. just pushing right down the beach so tight um, to the beach. And I had never seen that. I mean, I know those fish travel down the beach um, and migrate down from the Pamlico Sound as it gets cooler. But yeah. you know, I was blunt. I probably saw a hundred schools of trout within an hour and a half Dang, pushing dude. down the beach. That's um, crazy. and some really big fish. It was really cool. Cause like redfish, you'll see they'll swim in similar size classes. So yeah. you get on a school of fish and it's like, you know, all those fish are upper slot fish, or they might be all rat redfish. They might be like, you know, lower slot redfish and the trout weren't 
a hundred percent that way, but they were pretty true to their size class. So yeah. I wow. ended up catching like seven or eight fish and, and I hooked one really big one that I pulled off. Um, but they were they all, all swimming. Say, I know, I know. <laughs> it's very hard to hook a trout from the tower by yourself and then climb down and, and, climb down and, and, yeah. and catch the fish. But there was a yeah. couple schools of fish in there that were like, looked like five, six, seven pound trout. Dang, dude. That's I was, crazy. Uh, I was, I was geeking out. I called Ryan Christopherson who had on the show because the little ones were eating pretty well and the big yeah. ones were spooking from what I was throwing to them. And I was like, what do I need to throw to these fish? I can't get them to eat. What do I need? I've never done this before. And, and, uh, unfortunately I didn't land one of those bigger fish, but it was just cool to see how those fish were moving down the beach. They were packed up and they were actually swimming. They weren't holding, they were swimming down the beach, swimming South. Mm. It was really cool. Yeah, that's pretty neat, man. That's pretty awesome. We'll see what these guys are saying here on our, on our chat. Here's a, here's a question from Cody. It says, would you rather fish the wrong tide in the right location or the right tide in the wrong location? Oh, that's, that's a good one. Is there such thing as a wrong tide? That's my question. There, I, there can be, you know, tougher tides for sure to fish. Um, that I, I wouldn't want to fish either one of those really. I want to fish, <laughs> I want to fish the right spot at the right tide. Um, no, I would say probably, you know, I would say it's 50, 50 on each. I know that's not a good answer, but, but you might be fishing the wrong tide at the right spot and be able to pick a fish or two out of there. And you might be fishing the wrong spot at the right tide and be able to pick a fish or two out of there. But I think aligning those two is when that's when you're going to have your better success. I mean, that, I think that's key to trout fishing um, as well as red fishing is being in the right spot at the right tide. Um, yeah. And not that they won't eat, but I think, and even with the trout, they move around as that tide changes, just because at the beginning of a fall, you're catching them, you know, on this one seam along a bank doesn't mean they're going to sit there the whole falling tide. If you stop catching them, don't leave and go to another spot work, drop back, you know, pull yeah, forward just a little work bit, it. work around. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, I, I think to have really good success for the most part, you need to combine those two yeah. to, to each other. Yeah. I know when we were, my father-in-law was in a couple of weeks ago and we were out fishing and, and that was, that was kind of the case, man. We went at a certain point in the tide and somebody else was fishing like deeper into the, uh, with the area where we were fishing at. Uh -huh. And then, and you can see him back there catching some fish. And I'm like, Dang, man. You know, you know how it is. You're like, oh, wow, good. Thanks, guy. We need to sneak like, in there a little tighter to that guy. Yeah. So, you know, and so I just started making my way up there. Well, he started making his way out and he was like, yeah, you know, caught whatever up here. And then, you know, he started explaining to us that he goes out there and fishes just all the time uh -huh. until he like dials it in. And then he's like, even that. He's like, if they're here, they're here. If they're not, you know, like I just keep fishing it, but typically I can't find them. So, for sure. Uh, but that was that one area. But I'm, what you're saying, it's like the tide was moving out, but he was still catching them pretty deep in. And then as he like moved out, he like he kind of moved out with the fish. Yeah, like catching yeah. fish down the down the line for until sure. It, until the water was out the inlet area for so, sure. And like you cool. just you just made a great point. It's like if they're there, they're there. That's the big thing with. I mean, with any fish, if they're there, they're there and you're going to catch them. If they're not there, you're not going to catch them. Yeah. But with trout, for sure, it's like we're getting these pulses of fish coming in out of the ocean right now. So you might fish a bank one day and do really good or vice versa, fish a bank one day and not catch anything or maybe catch a fish and go back the next day on the same tide and catch 30 fish. Yeah. Because these fish are kind of pushing in and holding up in areas. And one thing, I, one thing I noticed today, this is kind of off topic, but we cleaned some fish in the past two days. Almost every trout I've cleaned has had nothing in its stomach. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know if they're, you know, they're not feeding as they're migrating south and we're, you know, getting these fish some of their first meals as they're, as they're holding up in the creeks and starting to feed. I, don't, I know tarpon when they're migrating hard, you know, they'll, they'll use times to feed, but when they're actually moving and trying to cover ground, they're really not focused on eating. They're just hmm. focused on swimming. 
Same thing with like a steelhead or or uh, or maybe not steelhead, but but salmon as they're moving up rivers, they're known to not really be eating. They're just, they're traveling up for a mission to get to a certain area, and maybe that's kind of what these trout are doing as they're coming on the beach. I've just been a little astonished that that a lot of the fish that I've been cleaning haven't had any any baits in there, any shrimp, no no fish or anything like that in their stomachs. But um, I think what does Griffin ask here? Griffin said, "We'll see. Um, what's the best tide to fish inlets and beaches?" So I think he's talking about. Um, it, it, just like any other spot, the, those fish are going to be there. Um, but sight fishing, what I like to do is get off the beach and looking back at the beach for redfish. Um, there, there's kind of two thoughts on it. One, you don't really want much swell cause you want to be able to stay closer to, to the beach and be safe. But on a higher tide, you're going to have cleaner water. That cleaner water pushes in off the beach. I like an east wind, like a light east wind or light northeast cause it's pushing that clean ocean. Water. Okay. Yeah. That makes um, sense. Like an offshore so clean, wind is nice. The cleaner the water, the better. The cleaner the water, the easier your chance of is seeing it? fish. Oh, so like I a gotcha. hard offshore gotcha. wind actually will kind of dirty the water up right by the beach. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, the higher higher tide you can see better. Um, but lower tide, they're going to sit on the edges of the sandbars, like on the backside. On the high tide, sometimes they'll sit right up on the beach. Like oh, I feel wow. like a lot of times people surf fishing here for trout and redfish can sometimes on these on these beaches where there's no <laughs> yeah. exterior sandbars. Yeah. They can be throwing over the fish the whole time. They're like right yeah. up, right up against the beach. Yeah. So. Somebody was telling me like, well, I think it was Ryan um, from, um, well, gosh, I cannot remember his last name. Ryan White. I don't know. I couldn't remember from a previous episode was like, yeah, typically if you just cast right there at your feet where the, where the water is breaking, because yeah. that creates a trough. And so if you're fishing right there. That's where the fish are laying, right. getting food as, right. it, as it breaks in there. So, For sure. So and yeah, that's man. when I was seeing those trout on the beach the other day. They were right up on the beach. I mean, they wow. were, you know, you could have underhand flicked a, a bait to them from the beach. So how deep of water are you traveling? Like on your those fish on were traveling. Boat, yeah. On the how was it? How deep was I on the boat? Yeah, on, on the boat when you saw. I was those. in three feet of water in the boat. Those Holy fish are probably man. between three and two feet. Was that on water. your little bit? No, that was on your big. That boat. That was the bigger boat, but it Dang. was it was super calm. I mean, it, uh, there was yeah. no there was some swell, but it wasn't even breaking. It was one of those days where it just kind of laps up on the beach. Dude, how skinny water will that thing get it? It'll float in like twelve or thirteen inches. Really? Mm-hmm. I, I have to trim the motor up, but that, that I don't know that much up. about boats, but I think it seems pretty big to be it, in a foot of water. It, yeah, crazy. It's, it does pretty good for its size as far as totally just got us off water. topic there. No, you're good. <laughs> I was good. super curious if you've ever been on that boat. I was like, really? 12 inches? That's pretty impressive. Um, dude, so what is so are do you see a big similarity in the redfish and in the trout this time of year? I mean, are they kind of doing the same things and, and kind of in the same areas or are you seeing like vastly different from the summer to the fall fishing is for the, both of those species. Um, they're, they're both doing similar. I'd say they're a little more similar, excuse me, this time of year. Like they're both really using these like food highways to their advantage. I don't catch many redfish trout fishing. Oh, okay. Um, I'll catch some, like you'll pick up a few, but redfish don't really like to hold in, in current too much they'll, they'll hold in those little eddies and, and pockets behind points you can definitely catch them trout fishing but like let's talk about mason bro inlet and everybody knows you can catch redfish really good this time of year in mason bro inlet you're, you're gonna get hung up somewhere man they're gonna string you up everybody they're gonna string you up around here but but it's <laughs> it's uh they're they're doing the same thing the trout are you know well the trout are transitioning in but there's a lot of food still coming through those inlets so it's holding their interest and Vice versa, those redfish are dropping out of those inlets, and then the big redfish are swimming down the ocean and holding up on those inlets because there's food, you know, coming through those those, those zones, and um, they're they're going to put themselves in the best place that they can possibly be to eat and you know to rest yeah, to, to, to eat sit, and rest, yeah, to yeah. Eat and be able to rest. So, um, but definitely to eat because that's that's really all they all they care about besides spawning. Yeah, I always kind of say 
you know, especially uh, freshwater trout fishing in the mountains. That's yeah. what I always look for. I always tell people like, think about it. You're at a restaurant. You're not chasing the waitress around for your food. You want her to bring it to you. Yeah. So like, where's that fish going to sit where the food's going to come to them? I like that. You know, so it's like, I'm not going to chase her around for my steaks. You're going to bring it to me. I've seen it. I've seen some people in restaurants <laughs> so. sometimes that will chase the waitress around a little bit, but there's fish that'll do the same thing. I've I been guess. hungry enough. Sometimes I'll chase one around and see what she's doing. But, um, so yeah, man, so I think that's a really good, cause you know, and I know trout are, you know, from my, like I said, I'm researching too. I'm like probably like some of our viewers who are, new to trout fishing, new to saltwater. And so I do a lot of research as well. And, and so one of those things, you know, what you pointed out was, Hey, don't be afraid to fish for trout in steady water, like yeah. in like fast, rapid streams of water, because there's probably sp spots in that water that are like super calm eddies, like holes that you don't see. For sure. So like fish it all and, and really be diligent to fish the whole piece and not just, well, oh, make five casts and leave. For sure. So, I no, think that was a good I, point. I agree. There. And it's like, you don't want to sit on a spot too long, but, but I usually have two or three baits tied up and I'm going to hit a spot. I'm going to work through it. If I feel like they're not there, I might not go to a whole new spot, but I'm going to drop back. A lot of times I've got a trolling motor that has spot lock on it, which is a huge advantage in trout fishing. So I can lock myself in a spot with my trolling motor. But then if I want to work down a bank, I can, I can get against that current and there's a North button. So it'll hold a heading. Yeah. So I can just put it on a, on a speed that's less than the current. And so I can slowly kind of drift back and work through an area okay. and, and that's yeah, nice. That's but cool. at the same time, you can drop with an anchor. You can pull up against the bank and hit a spot and pull, you know, 15 feet down, hit a spot, um, kind of working through an area. If you're going to a new spot and you don't know where they are, instead of just running spot to spot, if something looks good, kind of fish that whole, whole area, not just from one spot, but sometimes adjusting your boat just a little bit to get a slightly different swing or adjusting where you're standing to be able to work that jig head or that, that top water through, through a seam or through an area a little mm, bit differently. Gotcha can be the key like that that played huge today for for us i was out fishing with a buddy travis and um we kind of struggled throughout the morning and we got on this one spot where we were catching some fish and my trolling motor actually died we caught oh. like two fish in this one spot like died died or battery died battery died oh, okay, and so you. i was like well we're gonna have to pull it up on the bank i don't have an anchor so i pulled it up on the bank and we started swinging some baits and we were catching them behind the boat like way down current of the boat and it's a lot of times you're when you're trout fishing you're throwing a cross current letting that bait kind of work through the current and then when it gets behind you, you're reeling it in but this was a whole new way for me to catch fish i'll tell you exactly what we we're doing we were throwing doa shrimp red flake doa shrimp um and we were throwing them down current and we would twitch it twice and open the bale and let it fall and then stop it and twitch it just a little bit so pretty much working a similar way to where if you're throwing it this is kind of hard to explain but if you're throwing it at the bank but so, so we're just letting it drop back, but still keeping okay. it deep. And we, yeah. we caught probably 20 or 30 fish fishing behind the boat and current, which was, Dang. It, but it was, a, it was the, the way the bait was working through there. The fish seemed to like it more than we were sitting on the outside, throwing at the bank and swinging it through there. So mm -hmm. it was, it just, just sit fishing one area from a different angle can, can change your success for sure. So. Yeah, dude, that's crazy, man. That's uh that's a, I'd like to do that sometime. That'd be a fun, yeah. that'd be a fun thing to like, see what you're talking about, like up close and personal yeah, and see definitely. how that would work. Definitely. So I might have to take you. Maybe man, if I can, <laughs> if I can find a day, uh, day free that you're not, that you're not booked up, we'll have to go, man. I for know, sure. I know. So do, so what kind of, so you mentioned the DOA shrimp. Mm -hmm. So that's what you've been using for trout. Is it also, you use that for redfish too, just in a different I don't, spot? I or? don't use the DOA shrimp for redfish too much, but, um, for, for trout this time of year, I, I, 
Honestly, I throw a jig head a lot and a soft plastic a lot. Yeah. Uh, it, but but some day there's some days where the fish aren't on the bottom. When I when I'm really targeting fish that are deeper, I'm throwing a jig head. The DOA shrimp sinks um, a lot slower, and so you can okay. fish that mid water column better. And is there different weights in the? There are different they, weights. They have weights in them, different right? lengths. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was thinking. I, I can't remember the exact weights of them. And I'm so bad about knowing the the weights of my jig heads too. I just look at them and I know about how much that one sinks and I know about how much that one sinks. But remembering <laughs> the numbers in my head, I'm, I'm like, I can't do that. Just so, when you've done it so much, you're like, yeah, this one's going to sink deeper. Faster. I need this one in this current. This one. Yeah. yeah, I just don't know all the numbers to them. So that's a, just a confession to everyone out there. I'm terrible with that. But, um, but just n- being able to adjust sink rate for trout is, is real important. So having a couple different weight jig heads having a couple of different lures that sink differently. But I would say at, at any given time when I'm trout fishing, I'm going to have a red flake DOA shrimp tied on. I'm going to have a eye strike red fish eye jig head tied on, and I'll have a few different colors. I've been doing really good on opening night, mm. um, which a lot of different um, companies make an opening night color, but I've been using the Z-Man swimming trout trick and the trout trick. Um, there's a fried chicken color. It's like a tan with a chartreuse tail. I feel like people are just like, Riding as fast as they can right now in their notebook. Like, oh, yeah, I gotta find it. Uh, <laughs> the, the colors are like working the really most well. most asked question that I get all the time. And, you know, for anybody that wants to send me a message and ask me a question, like, I'm just going to refer you to Judd or somebody else uh, that knows <laughs> what they're talking about because uh, I just do what they tell me. But there's so uh, many good colors that work. So though. many. And, and I think it's just like go and get a bunch and just try. Like you said, like, for sure. Take, take two or three, four rods with you and just go out there and figure it out. And a lot know. of it has to do with just the confidence in a color too, yeah. or, or even just a bait. But I always, I always my kind of mindset is the clearer the water, and this isn't always true, but the clearer the water for trout, the, the more translucent of a bait I'm going to throw. So okay. not as bold and dark. And sometimes that's not the truth. I mean, that's not what, what pans out. Sometimes yeah. a dark bait is, is what they're going to eat the best, but Recently, like earlier in the morning, I'm getting away with like some bolder colors, some chartreuses, some dark brown, some tans. But then uh, as as the uh, as the sun gets brighter, as it gets later in the day, like the opening night, there's a new color that my buddy Travis was fishing today. And and another day when we fished together that, that was crushing it that mm. I've never fished. But it's a Z-Man color called Shrimp Po' Boy. And it's like a red flake. Uh, like yeah, the DLA. Yeah, I've heard, yeah, I've heard really good. I think uh, Zach Kirby actually used that. He likes that one. Crushed some red fish one time we went fishing. It's a good looking yeah. color. So apparently the red, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think red is the first color to disappear in the water column. That uh, sounds familiar. So it like it yeah, gives it sure. it gives it a tint once it gets down there, but but it's it's pretty translucent. I think that's why the the trout love that that DOA shrimp so much. Yeah, that's pretty sick. But it's a, it's a real real translucent. Um, Procure. Yeah, I like I like Procure. <laughs> yeah, I I don't fish it as much, but Travis Travis every 15, 20 casts he was putting Procure he was put on. on it. Yeah, yeah and, and he would, I'd say he outfished me a little bit today. So did I haven't caught I haven't caught a fish without Procure really <laughs> on, a, on a soft plastic. Have you tasted it? It's pretty good. Procure. Uh, yeah, I think I've actually had some. In, you know, an on your sandwich. Yeah, on my sandwich. What is, take, I, take the mayonnaise off and spray some. I don't know what on. that is, man. I don't know if it's just like chopped up fish and shrimp or like what are they? I don't know what they put in that stuff, but it's so gooey and. Dude, it just reeks. Oh my god, it stinks so <laughs> it bad. It does stink. But dude, it works, man. Like if I'm not catching a fish, I'm like, oh yeah, procure. And I like, I, of course, I put it on there, man. Yeah. I'm not. I'm, you know, it's expensive, but I'm like, I'm just like put a little in the belly, put a little on the, ever put a little on my hand and touch my rod with it, like whatever it takes. <laughs> Travis was even saying too. He's like, if my if my lure gets real slimy from a fish, I try not to handle it too much. Like keep that fish slime. Oh, too. keep that smell. Keep that Which scent. I've that never. Fish I, I'm a total believer of scent, but I'm not a huge like user of it. Yeah. So, um, I'm not yeah. an addict yet, but 
I think you're catching fish without it, then good for you, man. Well, I think one place where it shines (laughs) for the trout is like maybe you're fishing a bank with it, like an inside bank where the current might be sweeping out around you and it's a little bit slower. Yeah. Where those trout are actually able to swim around a little bit more and and, and whatnot. I think scent really plays a a, a role in there. But in that heavier current, those fish are sitting there holding in that current. I think they've got a split second to eat. Um, and, and I think the scent, I mean, it definitely doesn't hurt, but I don't think it's quite as necessary in the heavier current. Yeah. And, and what shape, somebody asked this question, John did here, what shape of paddle tail or, or soft plastic works best for you that you've seen? Oh, I, I like usually, a- for the trout, it just depends on a, a paddle tail is really nice, um, for sure. But also like the trout trick is a great, a great bait. Yeah. But, um, you can get creative, man. Like there's the trout trick is nothing more than like a bass worm. It's like a trick worm or mm-hmm. like a Cinco worm. And I've caught I've caught trout on cinco worms. I've caught trout on trick worms. Like a lot of those those uh, bass baits that are or bass worm baits, you can bring them over and use them for trout. And especially some of the floating worms, where that jig head's going to be on the bottom, but that worm's no, sticking yeah, it's up still, off the yeah. bottom. I think wagging. that's what I love about that Z-Man. You know, their paddle tails. It's yeah. Like, I was watching it the other day, and I was like, because somebody had mentioned it on the show, and I never. And and I think there's one thing you probably that I learned was like, hey, slow down, like go chuck your bait in the water and actually see the action and see yeah. what it, you know, see what the movement of your rod does sure. and see what you're producing, which I just never did. I just chug it out there and whip this snot out of it and never catch a fish. <laughs> and then I actually like slow down and like pay attention to what it's doing, yeah. whatever I, you know, my success rate came up a little bit for I mean, sure. You know, so. Well, there, know, there were some good. guys today that were sitting beside me in a, in a time of the tide where not a time the tide was moving pretty good in other areas, but we were fishing a bank that was real slow. Um, and the, the guys beside us were catching them really good. Um, and we were kind of struggling at that moment and I was fishing a DOA shrimp in there cause, it, and I had a couple bites cause it, I could fish it really slow. The current was barely moving, but w- we ended up talking to those guys and they were throwing paddle tails and not jigging them, but they were just throwing them, letting them hit the bottom and then just slow retrieving them just off the bottom. So the nice thing about that paddle tail is if you just reel it in, it's still doing yeah or very, probably more fishy than a jig. The jig definitely gets some bites yeah. or gets a lot of bites, but a paddle tail just straight retrieved just looks like a bait just swimming, you know, through some slower yeah. water and they were catching them really good like that. Well, dude, and that's how, you know, when Ryan was on the show, he was talking about throwing those paddle tails into the current and just letting the current do the work. Yeah. And so, I mean, I went out there and did exactly, I mean, I watched that video, went out and did exactly what he said and sure enough, caught a trout. Yeah. And I was like, holy crap, it's magic. Yeah. <laughs> it's know? all about that swing. It really is um, like, Getting it, getting that paddle tail or whatever it is, and like just keeping keeping that, the line tight and letting the yeah, current do the work. Exactly. It was, dude. I mean, it it was like just every verb, it verbatim everything he said. I was That's like, awesome. You should write an ebook <laughs> <laughs> and let me sell it and get five percent. Uh, but there anyway, so dude, Travis made a pretty good um, comment here. He says procure only to mask the scent of the natural plastic smell. So I forgot about that. That's, that's just a big point. That, yeah, yeah, that's huge. He would. I remember he pulled a pulled a soft plastic out and sniffed it. He's like, ah, oh, it smells terrible. It smells like plastic. <laughs> <laughs> Travis, you might be on the water too much, man, if you're sniffing soft plastics. <laughs> oh man. Uh, let's see if we have any other questions here. And while we're looking for more questions, guys, feel free to drop questions here. We're just hanging out tonight. It's our 20th episode, so we're kind of celebrating, having fun. Just, yeah. You know, just spending some time. Um, you know, just talking about fishing, talking about Judd's business. And um, yeah, I mean, just really having a good time. And we're going to be giving away. Yeah, give them the giveaway reminder. Here we go. 
we're going to be giving away one of these jackets to so get your choice of one of the colors and the escape pants. So Marshware has hooked us up and wants to hook you guys up for our big 20th show. So 20th show. 20th, man. And, and for some people, it's like, oh, 20 shows. That's not a lot, dude. It's a lot when you do it every week. And I think I think total, we only missed one week yeah. um, You know, for a show because the hurricane yep. Dorian was trying to creep up on us. So anyway, guys, you can be entered to win this by um, – by sharing, I'm trying to get the word out there. By sharing this episode, <laughs> and caring, sharing and caring. Uh, so just hit the share button, and then once the show is over, we figured out we can't view it live shares. But once the show closes and Facebook uploads our video, uh, you know, like finalizes yep. it, we can then get on the share. So we'll do another live video right after the show to announce a winner on our Instagram page, which will go right to Facebook. So yeah, yeah perfect. Help us, help us out, share, and then also. Yeah, I think that's a. I think it's pretty big. And then there's some other big announcement I want to share with. But I'm going to share later once it's finalized. Okay. Okay. <laughs> some other. So no, I know what you're talking you about. You know what I'm talking about. So you're always working so many good little things. I never quite know. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's the one. Oh, that's, that's the, one. the one thing. Yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, man. So we, you know, really appreciate your guys' support and all that stuff. Um, let's see. New River is popular right now. For want, sure. Uh, so Joshua Alexander said that. Let's see what else we got. Here we go. As winter approaches, should bigger paddle tails be used? Five or seven inch Z-Man diesel minnows. Um, bigger baits. I mean, I'm a firm believer of big bait, big fish. And I think that at any, any, any given time, throwing a bigger bait's not a bad idea. I mean, a, a smaller trout will eat a, a you know, a, a real big, big bait. Yeah. I was fishing with Ryan Christofferson. And he was throwing the largest uh, spook that I think he actually just logged on here. Sorry, Ryan. Blowing, I was throwing the up. largest spook man has ever seen. <laughs> he was throwing the <laughs> largest uh, head and spook that there is and had a little, you know, pound, less than pound fish choke it. And he ate, I mean, just absolutely. Oh, I just hit my camera pretty bad. <laughs> oh, yeah, um, it's all good. And uh, it, yeah, so a big bait is not going to deter the, the little fish. Maybe some of them, but but don't be afraid to throw a bigger bait. And definitely... Um, you know, bigger baits are going to attract bigger fish. And I, I haven't caught a ton of really big trout. I haven't really, I haven't broken the five pound mark myself, which I hope this is the year that I do that. And that's a citation. In that's North a Carolina, citation. Yeah, I've never caught yeah. a citation trout. I've hooked some citation trout, but I've never personally caught one. Um, and, uh, so that's a that goal. Saying? That's, a that's goal. the goal. That's the goal. Five pounds. But from what I've heard from a lot of people that have caught a lot of those big trout is, Bigger baits at the right time can really help produce those larger fish. Dude, has anybody out there, uh, since we're do, you know doing this live and hanging out, has anyone caught a thirty plus inch trout this year? Cause yeah. Because I, I put together, I put together a little challenge and said I'd give you one of these. I don't know if you remember, but if you have, you have to submit it to the Dirty Thirty program over at Speckle Truth. The Speckle Truth. Chris Bush. With Chris, yeah, Chris, Chris, Chris Bush. <laughs> Chris, Chris, I Chris, Bush. Chris Bush over at the Speckled Truth. Go check out his podcast too. It's awesome. And then, um, uh, so anyway, you got to submit it with him, submit it with us, and then we'll give you a mug. Give so, you a mug. Cool. I'm just the promoter it's such of the a show, sweet, bro. I want one of those. I'm going to catch a 30. I don't want you. I don't want to buy one from you. I don't want you to give me one. I'm going to catch a 30 inch trout and you can give me one. Dude. So absolutely. call me in about 40 years. Call me in 40. <laughs> hopefully, man. Hopefully we'll start seeing some 30 inch trouts around here. Some, I, I think some changes have to be made, but we'll get into all that stuff later. So dude, let's talk about a little top water action in the wintertime. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I kind of, once it cools off pretty good, I, I kind of shy away from top water, not because that's the right thing to do. Yeah. I just get nervous throwing it. I, I feel, you know, not as confident throwing it, but I know a lot of guys that throw it, you know, all the way until the water's down to 55 degrees. Um, but, but right now top water's great. It's a great bait to throw. We've still got a lot of mullet in the marsh and a lot of those trout are eating up and then looking up and, 
um, a topwater can be a great search bait. Um, I, I like to uh, move through an area and throw a topwater, throw a jig, and throw something midwater column, a marilure, or a, a DOA shrimp. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, topwater is a great bait. And um, I, I know Ray was talking on, on an episode a, a little while back about you know a, a, one of his kind of mentors, you know, catching trout in the middle of winter on a topwater with ice around. So, <laughs> oh yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, so dude, I, I remember I, that story. That was funny. I, I think it just depends on you know really focusing in on what those fish are doing. Like if you're catching some fish in an area, you're not seeing mullet getting blasted and it feels like you're on the bottom and you're hit, pick, picking your fish up on the bottom. Not to say you can't catch one on top water, not to say you can't catch a big one on top water, but those fish might be, you know, deeper feeding a little bit deeper. Um, that's why you take your buddy with you, get them stirred up and then you throw a top. Exactly. Water. <laughs> exactly. That's what Billy's good for. But then if, if, uh, if, you know, if, if it feels like the fish are higher up in the water column or if they're sitting in shallower excuse me, shallower water, that could be a good time to throw top water. So the water temperature is still great. They should be, you know, really crushing a, a plug right now. And um, it's a good time to throw throw a top water and catch a big trout on it. Well, who, uh, let's yeah. see right here. Someone just said. Um, We're going to be talking about some uh, fly fishing here in a second. I'm going to save okay. that question. Um, but yeah, so Travis said 30 is tough, 28 28 and a half about eight years ago is what he's his best so far, I guess. Which is a pretty that's a big gator trout, man, that's for a sure. Big fish. Uh somebody wants to know Ray Brent wants to know if you're drinking white claw on that yeti. I'm drinking water, man. I, I got the sweats <laughs> this evening. I was nervous. I was nervous having to do a lot of talking. So I was like, I'm just gonna get some water. But I got a white claw for you. Come find me on the water tomorrow, Ray, and I'll uh, I'll toss you a uh, white claw. <laughs> oh man let's see here what what else we got any good fishing in swan adam wallace said i lost one at the boat two uh, months ago it was heartbreaking a citation fish perry mcdougall's watching cameron metcalf what's up with these fish being so temperamental right now i'm only fishing after work so in the dark but i am seeing them bust bait like crazy one night and nothing the next tide remains con uh constant for the most part god this is a lot to read i have always heard <laughs> When your hands are a little chilly, the bite is good. True. Um, I think cooler temperatures are definitely uh, important. And this time of year when it seems like the fish are a little temperamental, we need a little cold snap to push yeah. some more of these fish in out of the uh, out of the surf. Between, you know, you know, there's a lot of people trout fishing this year. Um, and maybe, hopefully, it's not all because of us. And the, maybe the good people out there, it's because of us. But I don't, I'm not going to take credit for people trout fishing. But um, in, some, a, in a course when it's like the weather's like 68 one day and then like, what, what did this person, this person made? Yeah. Adam said pretty good. It's 68 to 75 overnight. <laughs> like, dude, yeah. It's pretty good. It's so crazy. How much does the outside weather affect the, the bite? Do you think? I, mean, I think it definitely affects it definitely the bite. Does. Yeah. yeah. The big, big swings in weather. It's, I think they're going to feed, but they're going to pick little windows of times to feed. So it's just doing something in their atmosphere that makes them. For sure. Like, little you know, when a big storm pushes in and you can feel, or, 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 you know, the pressure changes and you can feel it in your head. The trout are feeling yeah. that way more, I believe, uh, and the redfish as the you know the weather's kind of up. We need like a super down. nerdy fish person to come on the show that can like tell us the neurological parts of a fish, <laughs> what they're thinking, what they're doing. If that person out there even exists, that'd yeah. Be if a, you know the person that is, is a fish nerd, let us know because we want to we want to learn. Yeah, that'd be fun. So um, I got some more questions yeah, written see, in here. Yeah, see what we got going on there, and um, we'll see what. I think I saw the reason for a finicky bite in the pick I sent earlier. Um, one uh, of the things right, that, that I that I kind of key in on in the fall um, is is big structure. A lot of these fish are holding on big structure trout and especially redfish. Um, and one thing that that I did uh, about two years ago 
is I hopped on my my Google Earth, not my Google Earth. I hopped on Google Earth on my computer. <laughs> the one you created. The one I created, and uh, and just scrolled around, you know, everywhere around everywhere that I fish, and and just marked the biggest areas of structure that I could find, whether that be a jetty, whether that be big rock piles, huge docks in the river, um, other stuff like that, and and kind of started studying those a little bit and trying to fish them, um, and 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 realizing like on these big pieces of structure. There's certain zones in there where almost every type of inshore, you know, predator fish that we have hangs out on. So like some of the bigger docks, it's like mm-hmm. out on the ends of those docks, fishing deep, I'm catching redfish and I get in shallower on, on uh, some current and there's trout in there. Um, same thing with the jetty. You know, you can catch big redfish, you can catch slot redfish on the jetty. Um, the trout hang out, out on the on the edge of those jetties certain times a year. Um, there's the big pieces of structure attract fish. There's no yeah. way around that. And kind of looking on your maps around where you fish and, and picking out those areas um, where, where structures, you know, uh, kind of a little bit or a, the larger piece of structure or just a unique piece of structure or a choke point um, is, is very helpful this time of year, really all year. And those, those pieces of structure are going to fish really well um, different times of year and in different ways. But um, I've seen some areas where, you know, I, I thought, oh, I can only catch redfish here and then i, I kind of change up my approach and wow there's trout here too there's yeah. flounder there's um you know a lot of stuff i got one spot in particular that i can't share on here but but it's Come uh, on, John. it's a uh it, it's our secret spot dude oh that spot yeah. the, the spot the spot, the spot. Oh, oh, okay yeah i'm not saying that one either <laughs> that's the spot dude so so that spot produces big trout yeah there's been some big trout in there i was actually uh Woo, boys i'm telling you what you fired me up man <laughs> Kind of the biggest fish of my trying life to get fish out of this. But another thing too, uh, someone was asking about fishing, you know, not around dock lights. I have noticed I've been starting some trips early in the morning um, and have been finding some trout on some dock lights in the morning. So um, getting out there and, and just cruising around and looking for those lights and, and finding the ones that have trout on them is this is a good time of year to do it. Uh, hmm. And I would say like you're, more and more people are buying these green lights and these actual like fish lights to put on their docks. Yeah. And they definitely can produce fish. But even a small little white light, like just coming off a dock that's given a good shadow line, like any of those lights can hold fish. You're going to get up in the morning. There's going to be like 10 boats, just like flashlights in the water, like, <laughs> like shining them all up. You could do it, man. Put, turn some lights on on the bottom of your boat. Maybe we'll catch some trout. There's a company out there because my wife used to work in a paddleboard shop. That's where mm-hmm. we met in Bristol. And there's oh, a cool. company that makes um, a light kit for paddleboards. So it's really so you can go out and paddle the lakes at night and then whatever. So they took it out and, and they went to the lake and mm-hmm. they just put it out there and just to check it out or whatever. And, dude, they were just had bass like crazy come up to their paddleboard. Really? Like they were just all over the place underneath That's the paddleboard. That's super cool. So I know who, who on here, I, I see somebody that, is it Cameron? Uh, Griffin that, no, fishes Griffin, off the paddleboard yeah, a lot. Griffin's yeah. a paddleboard guy. Yeah, so. he crushes them off the so, paddleboard. Yeah, Griffin, if you don't have that set up already, you might want to check into it. It might be kind of a cool thing just to get out. Yeah, at, for sure. Get out at night and fight the bull shark. Do some, uh, <laughs> when when flounder season comes back in, do some flounder gigging off the paddleboard. That'd be pretty cool. Dude, that would be a sick, that would be a, that'd be a sick episode to, to do. That'd yeah, be fun. For sure, for sure. So anyway, back to what we're talking about. Um. Well, I've got some more stuff written down here. I wanted to talk about um, for the redfish, kind of the, some of the lures I'm throwing in the fall. Not, nothing changes too much, um, but I, I, I definitely uh, really like to focus on on mullet and, and bait fish style fly patterns as well as uh, as uh, soft plastics. I, I feel like those fish are really keyed in on, on that. I mean, and obviously shrimp shrimp patterns and shrimp soft plastics work great as well. But um, when I'm blind casting, I'm usually fishing a paddle tail this time of year for for redfish. I'm not going to throw voodoo shrimp or 
um, a Z-Man shrimp or any of that stuff. I'm, I'm fishing a paddle tail. A lot of those fish are keyed in on mullet. And, uh, and that's, that's kind of, kind of the, the mindset that I'm, I'm taking is trying to target those fish that are looking for those mullet, um, trout, like we were talking about, I, I wanted to jump back into that too. A few of the soft plastic shapes you were asking about oh, yeah, shapes yeah, yeah. earlier. Um, and we kind of talked about the, some of the bass lures, but, but a paddle tail for trout too is, is, is such a, such a great bait, um, for that same reason of not having to do too much. And that current's going to move that bait yeah. around really well. So, um, so but, you see that paddle tail for redfish as well? Yeah, like you can you can you can turn around and throw throw a you know a, let's say a Z-Man diesel minnow and catch a redfish on it in eight inches of water, and then go throw it in eight feet of water and catch a trout on it. Get, yeah, um, they, they they just cross cross over real well. And I, I'll, I'll fish some of those stick style soft plastics and whatnot, like a trout trick and some other stuff like that for redfish. They're not too picky, but but the paddle tail, I feel like that wiggle from the tail, they like that little bit Drives of vibration. Drives those trout crazy. Yeah, and the redfish. The yeah, redfish and the redfish well. crazy. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Do you ever, uh, so while we're talking about bait still, I, I was thinking about, do you ever go out with like any live bait or or any fresh cut bait or like cut bait, you know, anything like that? Or you... For the redfish this time of year, I, I do a lot of uh, a lot of bait fishing around those inlets, like on the jetty. I'm just um, trying to pick up some of those 40 plus. Yeah. Some of the, the bulls. citation bulls. Yeah. It's funny. Like redfish are kind of like just big dogs, like big bulldogs. And you kind of just toss <laughs> something in there. Like, ah, oh, it smells good. I'm going to go eat it. And I'm just going to get that. And trout, it gets so much more technical this time of year. It's, it's crazy. But, um, uh, one thing I, I, I that, so fish, let's talk about fishing like the yeah. jetty for redfish yeah, okay. and fishing bait fishing. That's where I'm doing a lot of my red fishing right now. Um, and, and I remember Jot shared something. He's like, if you've got bait, make sure it's fresh. And I think that's huge. Like this okay. time of year when yeah. you can still catch bait and that's talking about dead bait, like they'll eat a dead mullet, they'll eat a, a chunk of bait, but something that's stinky, something that's fresh, I think is really important to, uh, to use. Um, and, and some bigger baits, like if you can catch catch mullet, catch the biggest mullet you can, I mean, not the biggest mullet, but those five, six inch mullet, um, are, are really good to throw. Even a, I've caught tiny redfish on, on huge menhaden. Yeah. So they're not afraid to eat, eat a, a bigger bait out there on the, uh, in some of that deeper water. Um, but yeah, some of the other stuff that, that I've seen people throwing out there, like chunking up menhaden, but I got a buddy that, that likes to go out and fill trout fish in the morning. He'll catch lizard fish. He'll cut those lizard fish in half and fish half lizard fish for those bull redfish. Which I I was like, that's genius. That's a great way to wizard, get rid man. of the lizard fish. I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. Get rid of the lizard fish and catch some big redfish. Dude, I wish I'd have known that. I should have chopped up like 15 of them the other day. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, let's see. Ray Britton just said, uh, approach the lights from a long way off quietly. That's that's huge. Yeah. So I, I think a lot of people have the problem of kind of just running right up on the light. Okay. And then you're like, oh, the lights only have jacks and redfish or jacks, jacks and redfish. That'd be pretty fun. Um, small baby jacks a lot of times yeah. pinfish and bluefish on them but those trout man they're they're on those lights but if you come if you come up on the lights too hard you're gonna spook them every come time they're, they're way smarter and even just running the trolling motor hot you can a lot of times easing in on them you'll you'll see something that looks like a trout and you get up there and, and you're like oh it's just pinfish but those trout will, will push you know fall back into those shadows if, if they if they feel threatened or feel like a boat's yeah. coming in on them so even like not That's trying good. to see the fish like it's nice it's fun to get up there and look in the light and be like oh look at all these trout but if you can sit back like ray's saying and throw a long cast in there the trout are going to be way more likely to eat it than like getting right up tight on the light and trying to like sight fish and trying light. to bass fish for them <laughs> yeah, pitch a little it under there. underhand flick with the bait caster yeah so um <laughs> 
Uh, Let's see here. Uh, good paddle tail right now. I heard the live shrimp in the late winter is key to catching the big trout. Is that true? I think live shrimp are always always great. The the thing about right fishing live shrimp right now is there's so many trash fish still around. Oh yeah. Um, you can de- the trout are definitely going to eat them, but you've got so many lizard fish and pinfish and puffer fish and stuff that just tear through them so quick. But um, live 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 shrimp is is key, and a, a lot of the big fish that that you see caught around here come on live shrimp. Another thing that that I learned from a buddy, I didn't develop this, but fishing uh, and it's been and my buddy didn't develop it, but um, fishing live uh mullet under a cork in the same areas where you're a popping cork like a popping cork like a popping cork where's jordan nason at is he on here (laughs) i love you jordan if you're watching and i love your love for popping corks i do too man (laughs) if you're you're tired of throwing poppy keep throwing poppy (laughs) (laughs) if you're tired of throwing the poppies just keep throwing them dude it is nine o'clock already can you believe that is it really we've just been gabbing and gabbing about fishing and who knows what else well uh what else should we cover here really quickly I don't know. Let's see if there's any, any last minute questions. When you're targeting reds in the winter, do you stay in the marsh or move to the creeks? Um, in the winter time, those fish, for the most part, are going to school up, and I want they're they're going to be in areas. They're going to be in they'll be in the marsh and they'll be in those creeks. You know, like those those creek estuaries. But they want to be in an area where if the if the sun warms up a shallower flat, they oh, can slide okay. up into that flat. Yeah. But they can also pull off into a deep hole if it cools off or gotcha. as the tide drops. They want to stay in that school. And a big school of redfish isn't going to stay up in eight inches of water at dead low tide. So they want a nice area where they can drop off. Um, that's what I'm looking for. And and, and just cruising those creeks and and look at, you know slowly and quietly and looking hard for those schools of redfish in the wintertime is is key. Um, and and they're they're creatures that have it. If you find a school of redfish in the winter in a creek, they're gonna. I hate they're, saying this, but they're, they're gonna stay there. They're gonna hang out. Yeah, they're gonna hang out for a couple months. In those school is in session, ladies School's and gentlemen. School's in session. School's in session. If you ever see a fish on the bottom of the water, what happened to him? On the bottom of the ocean. I don't know. He dropped out of school. <laughs> That's pretty good. There That's we a go. good one. Here's not... another good question here from um, Tom and Anna Shavar. I could be saying that wrong. When fishing artificial shrimp in the winter temps, do you think the trout are more skittish of shrimp since they aren't around? Um, no, I don't think so. I think they're opportunistic feeders. I really don't think they're they're keying in as much on shape as they are just how that bait is moving through the water. They're going to be... Uh, a lot more lethargic and slow, and so is that bait. And so, some, something that you can fish really slow, um, yeah. which like some of those those shrimp, like the Billy Bay shrimp, the the Perfect Sinker, and um, the DOA shrimp, and um, some of those other other shrimp baits, they sink real slow, and you can fish them really slow. And I think those are some great baits to throw in the wintertime. Okay, dude. Let's, so let's take a couple more minutes, if you don't mind. Yeah. And let's talk. There's another question about fly patterns and fly yeah. fishing. Yeah. Let's talk about fly fishing for both of these guys in the wintertime what, what does it look like what does your setup look like for trout you, using like some sinking tip and yeah it depends on, on the water it depends on the water uh depth for okay. sure but but yeah sinking line and and i don't get i don't stray too far from now, are you doing the whole line a sinking line no no or are sorry you just doing well, a sinking it, it tip? depends on the depth but i'm usually oh, fishing a sinking tip oh okay gotcha gotcha no worries um but yeah, I, I don't stray too far away from just simple bait fish patterns, deceivers and clousers and, and whatnot. I fish a lot of clousers. Uh, that's a good question, Dan. I completely strayed away from the the fly fishing side of things for trout. But um, the it's really hard right now to to mess up with a tutti fruity clouser. So uh, <laughs> a chartreuse and pink clouser just has been doing really well. Uh, I usually will start out with a pink and white, a green and white, or a pink and green clouser. Okay, um, but 
it's the same deal as uh it's the same deal as as, as the soft plastics like something a little bit lighter um can can do real well um i was talking to ray Britton um the other day and he said that th- as the tide was i think the tide was rising for him in the morning and they were they were picking on him pretty good picking on the trout and then as it got slack the the bite kind of died off but they started throwing the fly and he, he was talking about kind of transitioning as that tide slowed down he was throwing heavier jig heads at first and then dropping those jig head weights down lower and lower so you can get that sink rate a little bit slower. And then when this tide was real slack, um, he was throwing that that fly that sinks a little bit slower than oh, everything yeah. else, and the trout were eating it in that dead slack tide. Dang. And so that's one of the benefits of that that fly. And, and a lot of times you you can have a, a good fly angler and a guy throwing a jig right beside each other, um, and the fly guy can outfish the, the jig. Just the way those clousers or other flies that you're throwing on that sinking line just kind of slowly suspend and fall. Um, kind of in a flat manner instead of like a jig head that's diving down. It's yeah. just kind of falling, you know, flat and kind of wading through that water column. Um, the fish can can really key in on that. And, yeah, and dude, that's catching sick. them on the fly is a lot of fun, man, especially in that heavy current. What, like, what weight are you – is it just keeping – I mean, I have an eight weight for saltwater redfish. Like, is that what you're – It depends on the fly. Well, I've got three sinking line setups on my boat, and I, I've got a six-weight sinking line. I've got a, a six weight with sinking line on it. I got a seven weight with sinking line on it. I've got an eight weight, and each one of those has a slightly heavier yeah. line on it. So it's oh, easier to gotcha. throw with a bigger rod, yeah. and then you, uh, you, I'm kind of each one of those is for fishing. So you, different so you're fishing like an eight depths. weight on a six weight line? Like uh, they're line, all or? grain weights, and so oh, oh and, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Same thing I with the jig head numbers. Yeah. I'm terrible with the grain weight numbers. Yeah, but but the heavier grain weights, I'm throwing on a heavier fly rod. So oh, gotcha, um, gotcha. Yeah, just being able, but but if you don't throw the fly rod, this is a great time, and you want to. This is a great time of year to grab a fly rod, throw it on your boat, and get out there. When Go you get on a good practice. trout bite, tie clouds are on with five feet of fifteen pound leader. You don't have to get a, a fancy just whip leader. Whip the water, man. yeah, and just just beat the water up until one comes up and eats it. <laughs> yeah, oh gosh, dude. but it's a great way to learn how to fly fish around here. So it my really father in law is going to be coming in for Thanksgiving. I, I'm sure you're busy that week, but if. Uh, it just depends on how early it comes in. We might have to no, try to book you on a trip. Yeah, that let's week. do it. Let's do I mean, it. We can obviously we can not always find on a Thanksgiving, but yeah, we'll, we'll let's make that happen for sure, dude. That'd be fun, man. Especially the trout fish. Uh, are you doing any fly fishing this time of year for redfish? Yeah, or? definitely. Uh, I've I, most of my people have been and have been wanting to trout fish lately. My clients and and so I've been focused on that for the most part. But the, the red fishing shallow is still really good right now. I mean, I think some of the numbers of fish pull out a little bit deeper and go towards the inlets, but. Um, we're we're gonna see that tra- as the as the bait flush kind of ends around the inlets. We're gonna see a lot more of those fish uh, coming back in and and heading towards some of that the, the shallower water again. And can I get you forty plus on a fly? Has it been done? You just have to Has go out to the end of the jetty with the heaviest sinking line <laughs> and a big clouser and throw it ten thousand times with a piece one. with a piece of crab hanging. With a piece, off yeah. <laughs> now every cast you got to take a, a fresh blue crab and squeeze it all over top <laughs> of the, the fly, and eventually they'll find it. Dude, that's a new product, man. We'll just start squeezing blue crab into bottles and then sell it. <laughs> I would not it. want to smell what that bottle smelled like after about two weeks. It'd be terrible. Oh, man. Dude, we covered a lot tonight, dude. We really did. We shared a lot of information, so that's been pretty good. Um, anything else you think we should cover before we close this bad boy down? Um, I don't know, man. I think we're good. Yeah, think Ray we're said good. he wanted to give uh, Andy Boyd credit for the, the slack tide fly fishing. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, Andy Boyd's a, a great dude. He loves fly fishing. He's, he, he has a place up top, so one comes down there and fishes a good bit of had the pleasure of sharing the boat with them a couple of times. Um, Dude, Griffin says I have a honey hole where I catch 20 plus trout on the fly and fewer always 21 to 24 every time I go. Could do this all February or all November. I don't know why I said February. Well, Griffin, 
give me a call after this, buddy. I'm going fishing with you. Yeah, you should. You could sit on the front of his paddleboard. Yeah, if you paddleboard me around, man, I'll give you a couple bucks for muscle <laughs> instead of gas. Oh, um, man. Dude. So John said, we'll, we'll do this as the last question. John okay. said, when you talk about near inlets, do you mean shallow water right on the grass, out in the deep water, in the or out in the deep water in the current? So um, I, I'm assuming you're talking about trout. And both of those, yes. Like, it just depends on where those fish are sitting that day. But if I'm if I'm just going to a new area, I'm probably not going to go shallow first. I'm, yeah. You know, I might ha- I might realize all right these fish are sitting pretty shallow. But I'm looking for you know two like probably three to eight nine feet of water, three yeah. three to nine feet of water, um, with with some good moving current. And like I was saying earlier, it seems like a lot of these trout have not been afraid to sit in some pretty heavy current lately. But I've also caught them in some pretty slack stuff. So you just try to find for your best chance, get out there near those inlets, look for three to five feet of water along those grass edges, along those shell beds, and uh, look for some moving water and um, get out there and see what you can do. But that, I think that's a great question to end on. There you have it, man. Yeah. There you guys go. Hopefully you've enjoyed this episode. Once again, it's episode 20 here of Eastern Current. Number so 20. Looking forward to doing some more episodes. And, and we're, we're getting ready to meet up and kind of game plan yep. for the winter months and see what we're going to do. Um, so if you guys have any suggestions or you want to hear anything or you want, um, you know, if there's somebody that you're like, hey, I think this would be a great person to bring on the show for a wintertime show to either, one, share some funny stories. Yeah. I think we'll spend a, little, a couple episodes at least just having people on to share or, fishing or, stories. Yeah, really good fishing story. Or, man. Yeah, that, really good fishing. Now, like yeah, Ryan's story, I was sitting on the edge of my seat the whole time like, oh. Oh, I already knew yeah. the story, but he's telling it so good. <laughs> oh, yeah, so so really good fishing stories. I don't want to hear like, oh, my grandma stories, but you know, whatever. <laughs> um, so, but so we're kind of gearing up for the winter months. We realized that you know, fishing. I mean, I wouldn't say slowed down, but I would say it's you know not as hot. I would imagine as we get into those colder months, maybe maybe I mean, do some striper fishing. Yeah, stuff for like sure, that, there'll but... be stuff to do. We're and if please, if y'all have any ideas for shows going into this winter stuff, y'all want to talk about you know real nerdy stuff. Like if y'all want to do like. Yeah. Let's talk about, you know, three different soft plastics and really dive into them and bring the right guys on for that. Yeah, that'd be uh, cool. We'd, we'd love to do that. So, so please, after this show, hop on Instagram, hop on Facebook, uh, shoot us some private messages of, of show ideas that you're really interested in, topics you're really interested in. And if you've got something you want to share, let us know. If it's a great yeah. story or, or a great topic, we'd love to yeah, have you on here. To. We want to have some more weekend warriors on the show and not just fishing guides. It, there's knowledge you can learn from everybody. If you think you know it all, you're an idiot. So if you think you know it all, then you're me. Yeah. No, I'm just if, kidding. I don't know Jack yeah. Squat. Um, man, just dude, super fun. It's been awesome, you know, building this community. Uh, and and so yeah, guys, hit us up if you know anybody. All, everything we just said, we we love it. This is why we do it. This is why we're not trying to get sponsors and get paid and all that stuff. Uh, you know, maybe down the road wink wink we'll figure that out but you know right now we're having fun man it's, yeah. it's just such a fun time it's and, a lot of fun uh, you know even for me I, i'm not even that fishy of a guy but i'm learning so much and, yeah. and producing more fish every time i go and um you know gonna buy a boat follow justin around here pretty soon yeah. so I'm excited about for that sure. little, i saw that gps track uh, yeah, man, you put on my boat boop, right underneath the gunnel <laughs> there man just ready to go so anyway but hey, guys one last chance yeah, to go it. share go. right now go share this uh this this uh what is what, what are this we is doing? What is, what is this? Some jacket? type of show? <laughs> what is this? Some giveaway? <laughs> so, but yeah, go share it right now. Um, you, you can still win for a chance to win because we're gonna announce the winner. So we're gonna be giving away one of these colors of Ebb Tide, this Your Ebb Tide jacket in the Escape Pant. One hundred eighty bucks, both from Marshware 
Uh, super generous to those guys. Super big fans of the show and support us, and we really appreciate it. For and, sure. And we're going to send your information right to them. We're going to pack it up and send it to you right in time for Christmas. Yeah. So, or maybe before. I don't know. Probably before Christmas. Probably I be, hope it's before Christmas. Ray Ray Britton said, get the net, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, guys, really appreciate it. And be sure to like, share, comment. Go check out the the audio version of the podcast on iTunes and, and leave us a, a comment. Leave us a rating on there. It always helps. It does for sure. Uh, and then also subscribe to those channels, YouTube, Instagram, um, you know, podcast stitcher, all those, all those, I mean, sure. iTunes, stitcher, Podbean, whatever they're everywhere. They're everywhere. It and, just helps with our legitimacy as we move. Yeah, forward with it, dude, it's awesome. And yep. you know, and people all over the community, man, you know, we've only done this for 20 episodes mm-hmm. and literally had a phone call yesterday from, uh, from somebody that's in the world that we're going to maybe do some marketing and advertising with. Yeah. Uh, but they said, Hey, someone who doesn't even fish, like told me about your fishing podcast. Yeah, that's super uh, cool. and, and after I kind of pushed him a little bit to figure out who it was, it was actually a guy that I bought a piece of equipment from when we started the show. Oh, oh really? Yeah. So I was like, man, that's pretty cool. He's a but... camera club, Matt, when you were going crazy on the camera stuff. Yeah, I was going, <laughs> yeah, for like 50 hours a day. It seemed like not 50 hours a day, obviously, but dude, it was a lot. I was but anyway, we're here, man. It's good. It's Definitely. fun. Right and there, we, me and Billy, awesome. we've talked about this, but we're going to try to get in, in the plans for the next month or so as a meetup. Like, hang out. Let's yeah, all go yeah. to Wrightsville Beach Brewery and hang out and have a beer and, and you know, chit chat yeah. and talk fishing. So yeah, it'd be fun. that's in the works. But guys, uh, go check out Instagram right after this. We are going to announce the winner of that giveaway. Yep. It might take just a couple minutes for this to process. Yep. But once we do, we're going to get back on live and, uh, and share the winner. Thanks, right. guys. Episode See you all 20. soon. That's it. See you next week. Bye.